My sins have been washed from this memory by the blood of the Lamb on Calvary. He has forgiven me. It's the blood that gives us an assurance and the boldness to come before the throne of grace. We thank God that that is not just words, but that's a reality that we can all experience. We just want to go to prayer this morning. We had a request from earlier this week. I'd made mention of it, but Brother Donnie Reagan had sent this out to a number of ministers regards his daughter, Erica. She is um, undergoing further treatment um, for cancer. He said she started running a fever. They called the doctor. Her white blood count was low. They did several tests and said that her platelets are low also. They haven't been able to find anybody to match her blood type. Please remember her in prayer. I think in every prayer I'm remembering that. I remember our brother Ron. I don't just make that repetitive I don't just make it, but I make it sincere. And uh, we also remember our sister Laura Collins. And if you have a need, and I know needs were mentioned already, but can we just come before the throne now? If you have a need, just raise your hand. Heavenly Father, as we approach you this morning, there's no way we could come before a righteous God if it wasn't for the blood. But Lord, you so loved us. You so wrapped your life into ours that you paid the sin. And Lord, if you paid that sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So this morning, it's not our works, our deeds, but Lord, with hearts of thanksgiving, with hearts Lord, just hands lifted up for what you have done. We come before you. Father, would you come in our midst this morning? Would you overtake this service? Greater than the preacher, the listener, anything that we could do in a program, we invite the Holy Ghost to come. And Lord, as we've come this morning, making our petitions known, hands lifted all around the building, Lord, we're drawing from you. Come, feed us the bread of life. Feed us that which we have need of. Lord, as we come, we remember these needs for our sister Erica, Lord, that has gone through a fight and it seems like the devil has come back. We can say and look at statistics and say, oh, when you get that, you won't go further and someone will die. And, that's the enemy's job. But our job, Lord, is to look at the Word of God. And this morning we remind the enemy of a young lady in our midst named Beth Dingwall that was, had a cancer once that was incurable, but Lord, you came. And the devil came again, but you came again. And Lord, we're asking you to come again, Lord. According to your Word, by your stripes we are healed. 
Father, we claim our sister Laura Collins, Lord. What the work you're doing in her life, be it physically, be it spiritually for her family, Lord, you do all things well. You are never too late. And therefore, Lord, we call you on the scene. As believers, we come against the spirit of the enemy. Lord, in this last day, you sent a gift on the earth with a declaration that we ought not to fear cancer. But Lord, we come, and we, O oh Lord, are under the sound of that message. We are in that spirit that that messenger came in. And we, O oh Lord, are believers, and therefore, O oh God, we believe Satan is under our feet. Lord, we commit these requests to you, every, everyone that's here. Now take this service. Lord, we are in the midst of the final days, but we're asking you, enlighten us, empower us, fill us afresh this morning with the Holy Ghost, O oh Lord. Father, we're looking to you, and we depend on you this morning. Grant it, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Maria, musicians. God bless you. Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of the Gospel of John, John chapter 4. And we'll also turn to John chapter 14. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm happy to be a Christian. Where would I be if I couldn't be a Christian in this day? The hope, the despair, the utter wonderment out there. But we have a very, very strong assurance of where we're going. John chapter 4, let's start reading in verse 19. This is very familiar. Uh, who said that the other day? Every text is familiar to the believer. Every part of the Bible is familiar. Uh, no, it was you, Brother Max. It was you that said that. So I could have said, let's, let's turn to the book of Obadiah. I think that's what you said. And this is an unfamiliar text, but they're all familiar. John chapter 4, verse 19. This is Jesus in the middle of the conversation with the woman at the well. She had all kinds of issues in her life, but she also was a seed and she had a desire. She had a desire to contact the living God. But Lord, but the, but the scruples of her life and then the scruples of religion, the religion stopped her up from going. So here, here's this. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. So she had this thought, only in Jerusalem, only in this geographical place can I find God. Okay, so that was, that's what she, she's saying, you say. And Jesus said unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem Worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God bless you. you. May have your seats. I'm also going to ask you to turn to John chapter 14. 
This is dialogue between Jesus and his disciples. This morning I would like to speak on organized religion versus manifested life, and this will be, I will call it part one. And if I would give it a subtitle, it will be True Worship and Fellowship. John chapter 14, verse 5, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, how can we know the way? So Jesus said unto him, he didn't give him a booklet, said these are the ten steps to success in religious life. No, he just said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him and you have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father. It sufficeth us. And Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He that has seen me hath seen the Father. How then sayest thou, Show us the Father? Believest thou not? In other words, the life that always was, that eternal life, that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and the words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. So he's referring to what was in the past, he's referring to what is present, and also what is to come. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. One more scripture in the book of Jude, and this will just be the springboard for where we go now. Jude... You can look for different chapters. You might spend a lot of time looking for that. But just go directly to verse 3, if you don't mind. Jude, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it's not hard to find. It's available to everyone this morning. Everyone that looks at it. You don't have to recite a catechism, you don't have to go to a school of learning. It can come to you directly from the king to your, your pew. Doesn't have to go through anybody. When I gave all diligence to write of you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Isn't that the promise of Malachi 4? That the hearts of the fathers would be turned to the children and the hearts of the children back to the fathers? That Alpha would become Omega? That what was started in the book of Ephesians, in the church in Ephesians, would culminate in the end, that there would be an Ephesians that would not fall? That bride that fell, the Eve that fell, this bride would not fall? I believe that these things are true. They're not just 
catchy sayings. They're truth and they are reality. Verse 4, contending for the faith. Now, why are you doing that? Because there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men in the church, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to uh, try to go into this, and, and, and like always, I t- I'll take a little bit of time on the runway, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get airborne. And uh, so if, if we can just take this, and I want to go into this subject, it seems like the Lord's been dealing with me on the last little while. And the thoughts springboard from a few different things. We, we will make phrases or we will liken what we do, especially in the last two years, what does our church do versus other churches? Well, that's not the comparable. Um, yeah, we are, an, we have a building, we have a gathering, we come Sunday, we come Wednesday, but the church is not limited to what the building is, to, to what the government says. The church has a higher order than that. And we are not just part of a system. So what, what is the term mean message church? Sometimes we can say you're in the message and we box it up and you attend here, you're in. No, this is not what we're talking. We're going deeper than that. And, I, and we need to go deeper than that because it can be so easy under the guise of religion to have a comfort and to just live where everybody else is living. Well, they're doing okay. Let's, I'm doing okay. That, it, that hour cannot happen or go much longer because the walls are closing. The borders are coming in on us and we need to know where we stand. So he says, so you could say, you know, many of us have grown up in families uh, that have grown up, and this is the only church you've ever known. And then all you've ever heard is, we're not in the denominations. And you just think, denominations are out there? I'm so glad we're in here. But a denominational or an organized spirit can come right in here too if we allow it to. But we don't want that in here. We want the Holy Spirit to have free course and free reign. And if we have gotten lax, if we have gotten just set in our ways a little bit, Lord, change us. Prick our hearts. Let us be the real church. Let us be that life of God that is manifest on earth. Don't let us just be religious. Don't let us just use catchy phrase. But from the heart, let religion be lived. So it's, it, this, is, this is where I'm, I'm going. I, I, it behooves us to examine ourselves. The events that are happening in the world will require us to either be in or out. In the first Exodus, there was nine plagues that Israel was exempt from. Goshen was a place of safety. But the tenth plague was no longer a geographical uh, safety anymore. 
Now it came right down to individual homes. It came down to not just understanding the message, hearing the message, even believing the message, but now it came down to applying the message. And, 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 and what the messenger of this age said, after years and years of, of, of leading up to it, the seals, the messages, he came down to a message called the token. He said, I believe that was the most important message I've ever preached. Why? Because it's not just words. It's because it's, words, you can put a spin on words. Now, there are many people, many churches that have the same Bible. The King James Version even. The King James Version, but when it's proclaimed, it's with their thinking, man's thinking, uh, a group's thinking, and it's the very words of God. So it's not just in the words, but it's in the life that comes through the word, and it comes in having an open womb and an open heart to say, Lord, you allow that word to flow through me. So it's not just, you know, I'm in the message, therefore I'm going in the rapture. That's not it at all. The disappointments, the hardest disappointments at the day of judgment, as our prophet would tell us, would not be the bootlegger, would not be the streetwalker, would not be the prostitute, would not be these things, but it would be people that had gone to church. And I will say, more than that, it's going to be people that were right here. Now, I, I, I hate, it's almost hard to say that. Not, not just maybe right here, and, and, and don't look around. That's why I want to do everything I can while there's today to say, I don't just get comfortable just being in the church. As pressures increase, and we know they will, the sign, and I, I'm, I'm using this because whether we see it or not, we, we, we often equate the world we live into events and people and politicians and movements and things, but this is a battle on a spiritual level. And the battle is going to come more and more to our doors. The devil and his demons will not go down 156th Street and say, oh, end time message tabernacle, we can't go in there. On the contrary, they're going to do everything they can to beat down the doors here. And, and, and they're not just going to come to... To you because you attend here and say, oh, we can't touch them. They, they, will only, they will only be stopped by one thing. And it won't be by our dress, by our knowledge, by, by where we attend. They will only be stopped because there's a greater spirit within us, the Holy Spirit, the token that is living itself out. It won't be good enough to have message books under your hands or to have it on your, on your device. It has to be a life. So, so the association with a group will not be enough. The knowledge of the message will not be enough. But it has to be the manifestation of a life. Now, in, 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 in when we took this um, just, just the other day, uh, and I, I, I played the tape on, on Wednesday, and, and really I, I may not play it, but I, I wanted to put that out there because I want to encourage you, you can listen to that message, why we are not a denomination, 
You can l- listen to Christianity versus idolatry. And, and, and these are foundational messages. But I, I, I need to, to say that as we grow along and the danger like it was in the Ephesian age was that we get lax and we get comfortable. And that's sometimes why God sends pressures. Just so we don't get too lax and too comfortable. Just so we stay spiritually sharp and we know where we're standing. That we, we don't just identify and, and we come before the Lord in prayer. Lord, I attend End Time Message Tabernacle. I've been in the message so many years. No, they, they, it's a direct relationship with God. And, and this, is, this is much of, of, of the desire. So as, as I'm looking at, and, and we spoke this, or Brother Branham spoke this in the message, Why We Are Not Denomination, in the tape that we played on Wednesday. And he, and he was speaking right at the beginning, and he takes, he takes this little part and... and now I'm, I'm not finding it, I lost it, but he, oh, here it is, here it is. Okay, so he says here in the very beginning, and he's, he's talking about it, he's talking about our faith, he says, your faith, there's an outward part, and he says, but there's also an inward part, and he says, and the inward part is the subconscious, and your subconscious has to align with with the outside man. It's not good enough to just have the expression on the outward, but let it resonate down deep and let that speak for me. Let that lead you. I'm, I'm learning to depend on that more and more, even coming to the pulpit, rather than what my thinking or what my ideas are, as good as they may be. As much as I believe God is in those things too. But more than that, I'm learning to depend. I'm learning to lean on, on what he speaks down here. And, and let my heart be changed. Let my desires be his desires. Let, let it be greater than just a, a, up here. Let it come from a heart. That when somebody's sick, my heart goes and prays for them. That when I see something out there, I don't have to say, oh yeah, that's wrong. No, it's grievous inside. Or when I see something good, I rejoice in it. it, it it's my life. It permeates from me. That's where I want to come to. That's where I'm needing to grow to. We all are needing to grow to that. Now, so I, I didn't even really share the quote, but you can, you can read it in the very beginning, and, and you can look at it. Now, I'm going to read this. I, I read last week from the message, How Can I Overcome? And Brother Branham would, would talk on that message, and, and we used it. Uh, a little bit, um, speaking of, of, of some things, but he uses this phrase. So I'm, before you say the organizations are out there, I need you to, to look here. We've got to follow every day, every hour of the day, every step of the way. We've got to be led by the Lord Jesus Christ. If we don't, we take on an organizational life. If you stop growing, you're going to start, and you start camping down on something, you're going to have an organizational life. So, so my, my, my thought is the message is moving, I need to move with it. 
when I, when, if I would have been in, 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 in Israel and the pillar of fire was leading the church back then, and I believe it's leading the church now, if it was leading then, it, you couldn't control it. Moses didn't come and say, okay, we're going to camp here for 39 days. He didn't even know. But when God said to go, he go. Maybe they got somewhere. They got set down. They, 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 their, their tents were all out there. They got beside the stream. The fishing pole was just in. The fish were biting. And all of a sudden the cry came out, pillar of fire is moving. What? Yeah, it's moving. Let's go with it. Let's be in tune with it. Uh, if, if the Spirit of God is in us and, and he leads Brother Max to say something and everybody's worshiping, jump in. Move with it. Don't wait. Don't wait for another meeting. Stay in tune with the Spirit. If God leads some of our brethren to preach certain things, allow the Holy Ghost to have free course with us. So he said, a life that doesn't follow Christ daily is not worthy. What's the hardest thing to do? Read your Bible. Pray every day. Where's more pressure in this life? Time. I don't have time. Where is pressure in this life? I got things coming at me. I got emails. I got, I got social media. I got games. I got, I got, I got texts to check. I got th- people to talk to. I got, I got things to do. And it's all crowding what's really essential. So, We've got to be led by the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Branham would say, and I used this last Sunday, just part of this. He said, it would deceive the very elected if possible. People can live a clean, holy life, not sinful, not adulterous, not drinkers, not liars, not gamblers. They can live above that and still not with it. Now, it's not just being fundamental fundamentally correct. Balaam was as fundamentally correct as Moses was. But Balaam's motives were wrong, his objectives were wrong, and he had, even though he had an anointing that paralleled Moses, he was not a word prophet. You say, well, he did all the things the word said, but he he didn't follow the the word and the spirit and, and what God would intend it done with the word. Now, I, I'm using this. I, I don't mean to make this heavy on us. I want to make this instructional. I want to make this, yeah, I, I need to pick it up a little. I, I, this, this does that to me as I, as I study it. And it says, now it said, this is the age of life, personal life of Christ, where the chemical of his body that was in him. Now, the, the devil... The devil, he can come and, and he can get into the written word. I, I don't, don't, get, don't get me wrong. He, he, can quote, he quoted it so accurately to Jesus, but he didn't use it correctly. And there's no way you or I can have a chance against him on that level. If you try to match wits with him on knowledge, he'll beat you every time. If you try to match wits with him on, 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 on the level of your association and what you've learned, he'll beat you every time. But where he can't beat you is if you have Christ in you. 
revelation is always greater than knowledge. Because revelation will give you the authority over the devil. Revelation will give you the ability to step on him, to, to walk in the midst of this age. It's revelation that we need more than ever. So this church, the church that was founded by Jesus, was a church founded on revelation. Let it never be knowledge. Let it never be we're this part of the message. No, it's revelation of him. And it's unfolding, unfolding, unfolding. Jesus means more to me today than he did two weeks ago, than he did three weeks ago, than he did last year. Now, what Satan cannot get in is the manifested word. He cannot, when Christ and you become one, there he cannot get into that. That makes you a mystery to him. He doesn't, he can't touch that. And that's what we're striving for. So I'm not comfortable with written words. Oh, isn't God good? <laughs> now, so I'm going to use this just to set the tone and so in this message brother Branham says one thing I have found that people have a living faith they have absolutely caught a hold of something God out there gives them a new birth, and that puts God in the person, and that makes him, them, her, believe in the supernatural. So when God begins to work, you begin to look to something that is greater than what your senses declare. And we never need to lose sight of that. We, we need to keep that before us all the time. He says... Now, if you're not born again, you don't believe in the supernatural. Okay, I, I won't dwell on that. Now, we, we want to see the moving of God, be, and you want to see it because you're his son, you're made in his image, you're born of the spirit, you're a part of them, and then you've got faith for anything. Now, I'm going to take another service. This won't be this morning. But it says, from the beginning... Satan has been so close. And I'll just drop this part in. It was God that chose the venue for the angels, and he put the, the, the second most powerful being right beside him, knowing that he was not going to be for him. And that same God allowed us to be here in this last day, in the most wicked age when all the forces are going to come against the bride, knowing that what he's deposited in us is more than enough to meet the challenge of the hour. Amen. Now, I, I, that, that's just the preview. But I, now, I want to just take this. From the beginning, Satan has been close. Now, just, just to put a perspective. Brother Branham... Don't you think that communism is awful? Let me put it in today's perspective. 
Brother Ed, don't you think that vaccines and mandates are awful? Absolutely. Listen to what he says. Yes, it's awful, but that's not the Antichrist. Jesus said the Antichrist would be so close like the real, it would deceive the elect. If it was possible, it's religious people. There's a lot of politicians that are not religious, and we're spending a lot of energy going against them. That's not our enemy. I don't like the things that are going on. I, I, and my, my, my flesh man says, yeah, I'm not for that at all. But there's a spirit man inside that recognizes I got a channel where I'm going here. It's religious people. Now this is in the message, earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now, he'll say, as it was in the days of Noah, there was giants in the land. This is another message now taking the whole armor of God. He says, he says intellectual giants in this day. And somehow or another, they become spies. Forgive me, intellectual brother, but it's a spy system that sits among you to take out the sheep and say, you're holy rollers. If it's with the word, then we know we've got counterfeits everywhere. Even in the message. So don't use the phrase, the message. I like to use the life that God has sent. Yeah, it's forever linked with the message. But there's other things that link themselves too. The message in the heart of the believer will never be denominated. There will people be around that that will use it as a springboard for their ideas. And, and, and it's often very recognizable when they put a title or a name to it. It's no longer just believer. It's no longer just message. Now it's called two souls. Now it's called perusia. Now it's called return. Now it's called the, the, the fivefold. Now it's called, you put a title to it. Listen, I'm a believer. I just believe the message. I don't know about all these other things. I just believe what God said. He sent a prophet. It moves. It's done things in me. It changes me. That's the thing that's got life in it. But the minute you put a box around it, that's when God leaves it. So he says, intellectual giants. Now he says we got counterfeits everywhere. Now he said, that's right, it's a battle. You've got to know your enemy. You've got to know your armor. Your enemy is something that will reason against it. Our church is the biggest church. Now, that isn't just talking about membership, as in the Catholic Church. That spirit can come in the message. We are the church that is the prototype for what everybody else is. I don't find that anywhere in the Bible. I want to live as close as I can and may God help us to be everything we ought to be. But never to say, this is where it's at. This is who we are. No, never that. Do 
Do those spirits come around? They do come around. Hey, it happens in your own life. You know, you're living real well. You've overcome some things. You know, and, and you're, you're just up here. And everybody else is down there. Huh, look at them. They're this and this. And you know what God does? He allows you to fall in the mud. He allows you to fall flat in your face so that you keep your nose at the level it ought to be. He does that to preachers. He does that to every one of us because we are just children of the king. We are no higher. We are no better. And, and, and a religious spirit will try to elevate itself. We'll get into it more. It tries to come up here and look down on everybody. Hey, I've gone to many churches around the message. Where do you come from? Edmonton. Well, that's one strike against you. Can any good thing come out of Edmonton? Aren't you the church, that, the city that has like five or six churches and you've had splits and all kinds of things? May I remind you, there were splits in heaven. There were splits on earth in Jesus' 12 disciples. But we look down on somebody not knowing these things. And you know what? After a while, these things have a way of balancing out. Oh, what church do you go to? Well, end time message to America. Oh, oh, yeah. Right then and there, I know I've been classified, put in a box over in this corner, this and this and that. Do you guys listen to tapes? Uh, well, yeah, we, we do. Do you listen to every service? No, we don't. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> listen, religious spirits all around us. I want the life of Christ. I want the way, the truth, and the life. Have you ever been affected, Brother Ed? Yes, I have. To my shame. To my shame. Now, let's just go on. He says, your armor is the word. I, I, I'm going to skip some of this. Let me, let me do this. Into the message, the contest. This contest has been going on many years. It started in heaven. Satan was kicked out in earth. He became an enemy to God's people. Since then, he's used all his strength. This is the devil that you and I contend with daily. You get alone to yourself for a while, and you watch thoughts come. You stay away from the word or out of prayer, and you watch where you go. You're, you're not going to be able to sustain yourself. Oh, you're, you're so dependent. I am so dependent. Because he is the way, the truth, the life. He's not just the truth that I put on a shelf, but he is the way daily. He is also the life that manifests out of that truth. Now he says, uh, now who has the most power? No, sorry, here's what Brother Anne says. Satan's used all his strategy to pull God's people across the fires into his fires. I'm going to create this fire. It, it's going to envelop the whole world, and it's going to create borders, and it's going to create divisions. And, and he's created the fire, and he tries to bring you into that fire. That's not our fire to go into. I, I have one duty. I'm obligated to the word. I'm obligated to Christ. Now, he says, we know who has the most power. God does. And God gave the people the best thing that was his word. And the word is God. Who's stronger than God? Answer is no one. 
So the word is God, and the word becomes our strength. God in the church becomes its strength to pull Satan into his own fires that he has made. And the tug goes on. Now, Brother Brandon would say, my opinion. He said, know your enemy. Train to meet him. Because you're going to meet him. I, I, I'm never rejoicing. I, I, I don't want to be one of those that... that was waiting for California to sink. Oh, goody, it's going to sink. No, I don't think that, that ought to be who we are. And, and, you know, false brethren rise up. I'm, I'm never rejoicing when I hear of somebody that's left. But I recognize and I, I watch and say, what caused that? Amen. What influenced that? Right. What where am I being affected? Where am I being swayed to, to get off of the, the truth that it was not just given to, to have a, you know, a display in Jeffersonville, here's all the sermons, here's all the tapes, and you can have a little prototype in your office, and, 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 and you can have one in your home, and it's a shrine. No, it was always meant to come into here. Always meant. So, I, I can't fight him, but the Holy Ghost in me can. So he says, know his strength, train for this contents, for one thing is for sure. He says this, you're going to meet him. That's for sure. Last quote on this line before I get into my th real thought this morning. Church Order, 1963. Remember, God is looking to me to see that I stay in the word. And I'm looking to you to carry out that word. So I'm hearing my name in that. Brethren, you ought to be hearing your name in that. See, in the church. And now he says this, and keep it spiritual. Can I say that again? Keep it spiritual. Remember, all the forces of the dark kingdom of Satan will be turned against you as you begin to grow in the Lord. And you must be soldiers, not just fresh recruits. You're aged soldiers now. Brother Dan Whitmire, you're an aged soldier now. It's your birthday. Sorry, I had to drop that in. It was his birthday yesterday. He has joined the club. I was the forerunner. Brother Blaine Wahlberg was a forerunner. Others that have crossed the 60 club. And so now you're free to join us for coffee and a sub. That's my little poem for today. Okay. <laughs> he says... <laughs> okay. He says, Now Satan will come among you and cause you to dispute with one another if he can. Oh. Ah. Uh -uh. I thought I was standing for something that was dear to me. Yeah, it's dear to you, but don't let it cause a dispute amongst the brethren. Turn him down immediately. Your brethren, it's the enemy. We're here to hold a standard in the evening light time when this world is darkened and the whole... Now listen to where he says this is all going. He just ties this so nicely together. We're here to hold a standard in the evening light time when the whole world is darkened and the whole church kingdom is going into the council of churches. 
And pretty soon they're going to tack a sign on the door here, closed, and you're going to have to meet other places because they'll certainly close these churches one of these days if we don't take the mark of the beast. Is your church still open? Yeah, but we have to take this little mark. Oh, okay. I don't want to attend there. I, I, listen, the mark of the beast is spiritual before it's ever natural. You leave the word. The seal of God will keep you from the mark of the beast. Get the seal of God. Don't worry about the mark. And he says, we're depending on staying true until, God's de- till death sets us free. And that's what we intend to do. My, that was a lot of to get in there as a preamble. Okay, I, I want to now just go to uh, a message Brother Branham spoke, and this is the five identifications of the true church. And so he spoke this, and we touched base on, we touched a little bit on this when we spoke last year on, on um, the scripture out of Matthew where the gates of hell would not prevail against the true church. It would be built on revelations. That's actually the scripture Brother Branham used when he's talking about, he says, on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, he says, the word church, and he asks five questions. What is the church? Who set it up? What is the message? How do we become a member? And can we get to heaven without being a member of it? I'm not going to get into all of those answers, but if you listen to that tape, you can go to it. Now, he will say the word church means called out. So Israel was not a church of God while they were in Egypt, but when they were called out, they were the church. And he says, so it's today. The word church means called out, separated, you know, set apart. When, when Abraham left, he, he was the church. He left everything. When you came, you had to leave something to be part of the called out, to be part of the ecclesia. Now, in the Old Testament, the, the church was called the kingdom of God. In other words, God is the king. The church is his domain. Melchizedek, that was, that was the original priesthood. The Levitical priesthood was given as a substitute for a period of time, but the Melchizedek priesthood is where we're under. Denominational ages had their time, but they're done away with now because the Melchizedek priesthood is on, on the scene. The king is on the scene. Uh, that, that's something I'm going to have to build too as I, I, I move along here. So he says, now in the New Testament, it's called the Messiah Empire. In other words, where the Messiah rules and reigns. I, I was thinking, I, was, I, was, I popped by for a while at the witnessing yesterday and I, I was watching it. And so, so many times, I, my, my wife and we, I, we went to, um, just went, went to a little home show for a while. And then, you know, they got all these booths and then somebody's coming and I hate going to a booth. You know, especially, like, there's a lot of people I like to hide around the fringe and look at it myself and make my own assessment before, you know, but they'll call you in, you know, we're this and we're this and they're trying to sell you something. I, I, I feel like there's a, there's, a, there's a pulling power that makes us different. And I, I, I don't want to just say, well, we, we've got, yeah, we have a building, yeah, we have services, we have all these things, but we are not a denomination. 
We are not governed by the same thing. We have the living God in our midst every day. We have him moving on hearts. We have people coming out of backgrounds. We have people that are being converted. We have a cleansing going on. We have a continual change going on. This is the church that I'm a part of. And, and we have the supernatural God in our midst. That doesn't mean somebody's doing this and this, but a supernatural life-changing, changing situations, changing things. That's what I want to be a part of. So I don't just say, well, this is who we are. So I think, oh yeah, they, they classify you right away. I, I believe we don't want to be just put in a classification because you, can, you could not classify Jesus. You couldn't put him in a box. Neither can you put the spirit of Christ in a box in the true church. Hey, well, not one of us ministers has everything. But as a part of the whole, I've appreciated over the years, Brother Harold, as a pastor, he had things that he would bring to us, but he'd also bring in ministers that were not just clones of Brother Harold because he saw that the church would need something else. I'm glad we have different ministries in this church because they're a part of Jesus Christ, a part of the whole. And, 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 and that's the supernatural element. We don't... We don't you know, get together and this is, you need to preach on this, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to, no, it's, it's God that governs these things. I, I was never told as a young minister in this church what I had to preach. He says, you wait on the Lord, you allow the Lord to do what you do. That's the God that we serve. That's the church that I'm a part of. I, I, we went, I went one time to a, it was a wedding or a funeral or something, it was, and I was looking and they had their program for Sunday. And they had they had the anniversaries, the birthdays. Fine, that's, that's fine. We do the same thing. And, but they had the scripture already. They had the text. And then they had study material for the next, next things. I thought, wow, that, 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 there's, a, there's a place for some of that. But it was so structured. It was so organized. And then I looked at the bottom, and it was printed by the headquarters in Pennsylvania to a church in Calgary. Now, that is not the order of God. Can God have liberty in that church? What if God saw need? Could he do that? I say, let that God dwell in us. Let him be everything he needs to be. Now, he will say in the same message, we have access to our king. We have an interview with him. We can call on him. There's no other intercessors between the king and us. We are living in a kingdom, the Messiah kingdom, in other words, the Messiah rules in every life in his dominion, ruling the lives of his people, a called out people from every walk of life, gathering them together in his church, the called out ones. Isn't it a beautiful thing? I don't know if we, I wasn't there, but I can imagine God has a vision to build a temple. And he allows David to get an insight into the plans. And David has the plans. But then, because he was a man of war, he couldn't build it. So it wasn't all put on David. And you think, David, but he says, your son. And in fact, it was the son with, with which David had an adulterous relationship that came out of that. Showing that God is greater than anything. It's not, it's not based on relationship. It's not based on, on, on what our assessment of what's good and right. But then he gave those plans to his son. And his son would then allow a temple to be built, which was Solomon. And so the temple was built. And it wasn't even built under Solomon. It was built with workmen in a quarry. 
And they're over in a quarry. They're supernaturally directed. They're shaping a stone. And all of a sudden, that doesn't look right. And he cuts it off again, not knowing why. And some are over in another place where the cedars of, of Lebanon are. Here's a workman. He, he's chopping with an axe. And, and he's cut. And he says, that doesn't quite look right. And so he says, no, somehow this has got to be different. Each one inspired by the king, though many miles apart, that's the church. That's the temple. That's what we're part of. That's why sometimes it's not all on the minister, but it's on some people that pray that change the order of a service. It's on others that serve. It's, on, it's God in every member. That's the church that I'm a part of. He says, now, Therefore, he says, the church of today is called out of everything in the world, out of every religious cult, every denomination. It's not governed by a bishop. It's not governed by, by others, but it's governed by Christ. Christ is the head. And you cannot organize a kingdom of which Christ is the head. Christ is the king you cannot take the intellectuals of man and make an organization to which Christ will govern. Therefore, any companies, any peoples, any groups of men that tries to organize the kingdom of God is contrary to the king. And they'd be against the king. And it's a, if it's against the king, it's an antichrist. Now that's the scripture we took on Wednesday when the beloved apostle John He's saying, my little children, let's love. And then he says in the next chapter, the Antichrist is among you. It's already among you in the early church because whenever God is somewhere, Satan is near. Listen, Job didn't know when, he was, when he, his prayers were coming before God that Satan was hearing them too. He didn't know as, as God was boasting on Job he didn't know that Satan was hearing and that he was going to have an, a say, an interaction. And only if God allowed it. That's the enemy that we're facing. But you know what? Satan's claim was, you just do this and he'll doubt it. And you know what God says? I don't think so. <laughs> because he has put the word first. He has sold out to the word. You can do this, you can do that, you can do that. I'll tell you what, I've been through some ups and downs. But one thing is for sure. I know this message is true. I know these, I'm, I'm amazed at people that leave. And, and the book of Genesis, all the truths. And the book of Revelations and all the truths. And seeing things come to pass. I'm amazed. Where do you find these things? Only under the life and the truth for this hour. Now, you cannot organize the mystical body of Christ. Every person that comes to Christ comes into Christ into his mystical body. Okay, I need to, I need to move with some scriptures here a little bit if I can. Uh, I'll skip Genesis, Ethan. Let's just go directly to Revelation 13. I just want to use this for a moment. I want to just say, why is it important? Because look at where we're going. And now we're going to look back at where we came from in a minute. Genesis chapter 13, if you will, real quick. Thank you for your pull. I feel a liberty. And I, I feel that this is, this is where God wants us to go. So thank you for that. Revelations chapter 13 is the United States in Scripture. But it says about, it, it talks about the dragon, 
the beast, and then the image for the beast. And it talks about how there be war in heaven. But verse 8, it says this. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. In other words, within man, no matter who you are, man wants to worship. So they'll find a substitute if they can't find the real. And many will be content with the substitute, but the real believer wants true worship. That's what the woman at the well wanted. So now it says, All that dwell on the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So this is where it's going. Satan is receiving worship everywhere. And he's content to receive it that way. But God doesn't want it that way. He's pure. He's holy. He abides in his word. I'm going to come to it a little further. It would actually say in verse 15, and it said he had power. This talks about the image of the beast. It said he had power to give life. Oh, sorry. The, the, the beast had power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as could, would not worship the image of the beast be killed. Verse 16, he would cause all, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads that they couldn't buy or sell. So this is where it goes to... Go over to Revelation 17 for a minute. Revelation 17, also reading in verse 8, if I can. This is John. Now, this is the scripture Brother Branham used for why we are not a denomination. Revelation 17, he would use this. He talks about this, this woman. And I, I'll, I, maybe the Lord willing, if I can, I'll, I want to talk about the two queens that are in the earth today. Because there's another queen. And she's not like this woman. So this woman, this is a whore, a prostitute. Now in verse 8 it says this, The beast that thou sawest was and is not shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. So it's moving, it's hiding its colors, it's showing you know, when Brother Branham had the visions, the seven visions in 1933, the, the, the cry came forth, not watch communism, but it was watch Russia. Okay? And then he would, he would go further with that. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of focus around Russia right now. And there's prophecy that's got to be fulfilled. The king of the north has got to do his thing. But, okay? but then there was another one that the bride was supposed to watch for. Watch the purple curtain. Okay, so now, I, I'm just using this and saying this. If you notice here, it's not causing, as it was in Revelations 13. It'll cause them all. But here, it's talking about those that are wondering. Can you imagine what's in the minds of people? What's going on in the world? And here we are, and we can sit, and we can look, and we can see things. That's the grace of God. Don't rely on your intellect. Be very thankful that you can see, and you can have peace in your heart, and you can have rest. Fear not, my children. You knew these things would come. Just watch. Just keep walking with me. Don't allow yourself to get caught up. Don't wonder. Wow, I wonder what's going on over there. No, just walk with him. Walk with him. There's something in me that's linked, that's got an absolute, and it's not out there. It's not based on my knowledge, but it's based on him. Now, two books that the enemy hates. 
One is Genesis. The other is Revelations. I read out of Revelations, so I'm not going to read from Genesis to Revelations, but I'll read from Revelations back to Genesis. So let's go to Genesis chapter 3. We'll, we'll just take this little bit to sow some seeds for another service. Just stay with me a little bit if you can. Genesis chapter 3. Actually, I, I take, take your finger there, but just to lay the substance for it, Genesis chapter 3, we're going to turn to verse 6. But Ethan, I'm going to ask you just to go back to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 to just sort of give a commentary on this. And then I, I want to... This is talking about the faith chapter. Faith is a substance. God used faith. But Hebrews chapter 11, let's go to verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Okay, so it didn't say he offered the sacrifice and became righteous. It said he was righteous, and because he was righteous, he offered the right gift. Because he had a relationship with God, he could do the right thing because he had revelation. Okay? God testifying of his gift, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. So even though he was killed, that faith, that which he did, by revelation, still speaks. Okay, verse, just drop down to verse 6. Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So God loves it when you don't just take the word casually, but you immerse yourself in the word. You think on the word. You're, you're meditating on it. That doesn't mean you're just way over here all the time. But, but you're not just taking it casually. You're, you're into it. God comes to those that are seeking him. I, listen, I, 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 I dropped this in, and, and uh, maybe I'll do it better, but I, I watch in the prayer lines, and there's people that have all kinds of things. I just read a prayer line yesterday. It was in Toronto, Canada. And as Brother Brandon was preaching, there was a man trying to hypnotize him. And, and, and Brother Brandon's just saying, he's saying something, some evil. He says, there, there it is. Now I see it. And he, and he addresses him, oh, child of Satan, who has bewitched you? Now, what was in that man's heart to do that thing? What were the steps that led him to that place? As opposed to, here's somebody in the back ready to commit suicide. Don't do it! He says, Satan's telling you a lie. And then he sees somebody else suffering with something. I see you're wanting to get right with God. Those that were trying to find their way to God, God was always there for them. Those that were apathetic, come and go. But I'll tell you what, you may be battling something, but keep pressing forward. Keep looking on. Don't allow yourself to slip into apathy. Don't allow yourself to listen to the devil's lies. Because, and he talks about that man in Toronto, he says, that man's now possessed with demons out of his mind. Don't go down those channels. This is serious. 
But if you want it, if you desire something, if you want to be free, if you want to be delivered, if you want salvation, if you want a request, God is ready to meet you. He always has been. So, where did I end up here? Okay, I'm going to go to Genesis chapter... Oh, sorry, I was reading. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Okay, Genesis 3, verse 6. My, okay. I, I will let you out before the appointed time. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and also gave unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them were both opened, and they knew they were naked. They didn't know that before. The first thing they did after they were naked, they needed a covering. And they made themselves a man-made covering. So it says here, And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Aprons are wore down here, not up here. So they were trying to cover the place of their nakedness. And amongst themselves, how do I look, Adam? Yeah, yeah you look okay. How do I look, Eve? Yeah, you look okay. So amongst themselves, they had religion. They could see themselves. Yeah, we're covered. Oh, thank you. Wow. They were covered. But now, watch what happens as we come a little further. As you come down a little bit further, what happens here? It says, and then they heard the voice of the God walking in the garden of the cool of the A. So the minute they heard that voice, they ran out to meet him. No, they didn't. So they didn't actually have an atonement. They had a religious covering, but they didn't have an atonement. They surely didn't have peace. They surely didn't have a relationship with God. Whatever they did there, that was not enough. In fact, the presence of God was a frightening thing to them. The presence of God that was so sovereign and so pure in the, in the evening that it came to them, they no longer could go there. Now, this, this applies to every one of us. You can come to church and you can mask whatever you're doing. You can, pardon me for your, you that have masks on. Uh, you, can, you can mask what you're doing and all of these things. But when you come into the presence of God, you might be able to, to, to not, your parents might not know, the deacons might not know, others around you may not know, but when the presence of God comes, then you realize, oh, I'm naked again. And I say, I want to live in that place. I want to know if I'm wrong, Lord, I, I, I don't want to be like those of darkness who hid themselves because their deeds were of darkness. But I'm of light, and I want to come to light. And this is my time. This is my purification. Therefore, I'm not coming just to be religious in church. I'm coming that I may have an atonement, not a religious covering.
I don't want my name on a church directory as a covering. I don't want people to recognize me. I don't want nice clothes. To, I want God to see me. I want his covering. So this is the first form of organized religion. There's a true religion. It's not a gene. There's, there's a true religion, you know, and, and the Bible talks about it. But I'll, I'll say this. There is, there is a religious organizational spirit, and we can slip into it very easily. That's why it's so important to come for cleansing every day. You know, the eagle that flies the skies that we all... Sing the song, yeah. You know, as he flies in the skies and we sing the song about it. You know what an eagle does every day? It has, takes its beak and it runs its feathers through its beak. And there's a steam that's excreted from the, the beak of the eagle and it takes out all the, the, the mottledness from the feathers and it takes the loose feathers out and it takes that, it does that every day. If it's going to fly, it needs to know everything as well. We need to know everything as well. We're, we're coming. We may not come to death, and yet we may come to death. But when we cross over, we don't want to come up to that place and suddenly find out, I'm naked. I don't have the covering I thought I would have. I want God. I want a true atonement. But now, listen, listen. Here's Adam and Eve. They've got their own fig leaf. They've got their own covering. And amongst themselves, amongst the church, yeah, yeah we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. But oh, let the Holy Spirit come down. Let him make his word real. Let it, let it purge us. Let it cleanse our thought life. If, 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 if we really believe, and listen, we don't generate our own thoughts. Thoughts come from other places. The devil can plant thoughts. God can give you thoughts and inspirations. But if we would take our thoughts from the last hour and a half that we've been in church here and we'd have them put in a screen, would we say that we're covered the same as, as our profession of how we're dressed here? Would we, could we say that? Now, Brother Branham would also say, before you get heavily condemned, he would also say, you can't stop the devil from planting a thought, but you can stop him from building a nest. And when you see yourself leaning continually, leaning continually, that ought to be a warning and say, I can't, I, I gotta, I, Lord, I want deliverance over this. I don't want to think those thoughts. I don't want to be depressive. I don't want to be anger. I don't want to be lustful. I don't want these things. That's, a, that's what we come to church for. Not to just to dress nice and say, yes, this is me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's, that's true. It's good. But I want it to come from the inside, from the very depths of our heart. That's the bride of Jesus Christ. She hath made herself ready. Now, so Adam and Eve, they heard the voice of God walking in the cool of the garden. And, it, and, and they... They hid themselves, and actually, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. I was a sinner. I was a young boy, grown up, around the message. I was broken home and different things, and I could say it, but I, 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 made, I did my own sinning, and I had to do my own repenting. 
But there was one thing I couldn't stand. Sometimes I'd be called to go over to my grandma's. And she was a godly woman. And to just walk in that house. Oh, I hope she doesn't say anything. And she says, and you know, she'd love you to death, first of all. She just, and, and she was one of the few people that could call me Eddie and get away with it. Eddie, I, I've been thinking, oh, it's so good to see you. And, oh, okay, she's hugging you. And, and, and she says, oh, I've been praying for you. You shouldn't be doing those things. And it's like condemnation. Why did I come here? Why? I was in the presence of a life. She didn't even have to tell me what things. I was condemned by it. Oh, God, move in our services. Move in our lives. And the Lord called unto Adam some of the saddest words. Where art thou? The covering that he had a few minutes ago that he felt clothed with. Now this is his response. I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. And the enemy, he thrives on hiding the works of darkness. He doesn't want to be exposed. I'll be very transparent this morning. I was fighting a lust spirit as a young man, as a Christian. And I came to church and I fasted and I prayed and I fasted and I couldn't overcome it. And we had a brother come from overseas. He didn't know a thing. And he's preaching from the pulpit. And he just speaks and he gives a personal testimony that was very much aligned with my situation. And he speaks it, and he says, and he was speaking on perfect strength and perfect weakness. And he said, I couldn't overcome this thing. I was part of a prayer group, so I, I said, I'm just gonna tell the prayer group. You know, just a few prayer, prayer. And I told them about this lustful spirit that he had. And he says, and some of them, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. Hey, we're human. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. But he said, from that moment, it was broken. From that moment. He, he still fought with it, but he says, it was done. As this brother is preaching this in our church, I'm like, my life is open. I'm exposed. What are people going to think of me? And then at the end of the service, some people are praying coming forward for prayer, and I was like, I had like lead feet. I couldn't move. Somehow I took one step, and I, I was the last one that came to the altar. I didn't even pray. I didn't even tell him what my thing was. But he started praying, and he says, I condemn this lustful spirit. Did he know, or did God know? And I, I said, and I knew I had done the right thing. Now, don't go and tell everybody your, your things, but you come before God and be open. Satan hides behind those things. 
and you'll be ashamed and you'll do things. But I'll say this, I don't want that hanging on me when I come to the day of judgment. I want God in my life now. I don't want to wait till the pressure comes on. And the sque- I want God to deal with things now. Brother Ed, have you ever fought that thing since? Yeah, I've fought it since. It's the number one sin in the days of Noah. It was a perversion in the days of Lot. These things are all around us. But I'd say this, does that mean we can't overcome that we have to coexist with them? Or do we have a God that is greater than all of these things? When we come to the light and when we confess our sins, He is just and faithful to forgive us of our sins. Don't hide behind a religious spirit. You can make, Satan will give you all the arguments. Yeah, well, this and this and this, and you're not really that bad. You're not really this bad. And, and then Monday morning or, or in the dark of the night somewhere, you're dealing with the thing again. I'm so sick and tired of it. And so we just get him out in the forefront. Satan, I don't want this. And you come before God, I don't want this, Lord. And you said, he who the Son has set free is free indeed. So Adam and Eve, here's, here's religion. It's a covering. It's these things. There's, there's other parts of this that I'm, I'm going to just leave off. I, I feel like I've, I've really said some things that are going to take us far enough. In conferences, oh, the tremendous hour that we're living. When men is told of their error, instead of trying to come back and say, Father, I'm wrong, forgive me, they still hide behind fig leaves. You, somebody's talking and you hear about gossip. I don't gossip. I don't even get on the phone. You don't have to get on the phone to gossip. You don't have to get on the phone to gossip anymore. You just pass on texts. You just delve into people's lives. Is gossip a sin? Yeah, actually, we can take scriptures on that. If it, if it bothers you, listen, I, I'm not here, like I, I got my own issues I got to deal with. But I say we all are before a living God, a word that is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents. And if you find yourself, brethren, they say, how can I overcome a stubborn spirit? He says, just do the opposite one time. If, if, if it's always your nature to have your way, just give it up one time. If it's always your nature to talk about everything, just go your knees on one time and start overcoming it. And, and just say, before I even say anything, instead of me saying, and sometimes you feel guilty because you just say it and the Spirit of God convicts you, but I say, the more you do it, the more you do it, the more you do it, the less you think, I, I'm not even doing anything wrong. I say, oh, God, help us. I, listen, this is, none of this is my notes today. Ministers can gossip. Get on a minister's chat. Oh, so and so. And, it, and it, I, I've sensed that, and it's grieved me sometimes. And I say, God, forgive me. <clears throat> Fig leaves, when they're sewed together, The word religion means covering, 
and they try to make themselves a handmade covering, man hasn't changed yet today. We'll do one more quote and we'll close. I'll actually close early. God hiding himself in simplicity. In the beginning, when man sinned, it showed the nature of man. He's always trying to hide from God and make himself a way that he can feel justified, a religion. Religion means a covering, so he tries to make his own religion. I'll have the musicians come. I'll just share a little bit of this as we're going to move into another service because I really didn't get into the worship part. But the scene we find outside the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve have two, two children. And they both have a desire to worship. Because in the heart of man is a desire to worship. And one of them, as we read the scripture, Abel, being righteous, he gave a, a gift by revelation of worship. The other... He was looking to please himself. He dressed it up. He made it nice. It was not by revelation. And God even gave him a chance and said, your brother does well. Just do the same. And he grew angry. But he had a desire to worship. And the spirit of Antichrist always hates the spirit of God. And it killed in the Garden of Eden, and it's going to come and try to kill in the, in the time of Revelations. Listen, it, it came against Jesus. Don't be disappointed when it comes against us. Listen, I, I'll leave it there. Let's just stand together this morning. <clears throat> Consume me. <clears throat> Consume me, Lord, with the fire of your Spirit. Consume me, Lord, and make me more like you. Yeah.